0: Warning, the Catholic Man Show contains
1: high levels of manliness. It's simple, really. You either want to grow in virtue and holiness, or you want to be a sissy, whiny baby. If you choose to move forward, grab your whiskey glass, because the Catholic Man Show is starting right now. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show, we're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. It's Sunday, we're recording on Sunday, so we're feasting, so you can raise your glass. I know it's Holy Week, you're probably listening to this during Holy Week, and in that case, don't be raising your glass, Yeah. offer it up a little bit more, but... Yeah, because this is, the podcast comes out on Friday. Thursday, Friday, depends on, you know, sometimes. Depends on how lazy you, I, I you am, are. I yeah. am, right, yeah. And what I'm well, that's a that's a negative, an awfully negative way to think about it. Depends on how ambitious you are, or just depending on if I'm fulfilling my vocation as a husband and father, right? Right. Or I'm not. Or other stuff. (laughs) I'm really glad you're wearing a mask today, uh, because I'm the one that gets to drink. Yeah, I know. Obviously, these masks are awesome until you try to have a drink. Yeah, you're not going to get a chance to drink this uh, this evening. Apparently, Mm -hmm. Dave is not infected at all. So I just got this. My mom made this. She nice. made one. I mean, it looks really nice.
0: It is actually. It's so comfortable. It's even. She even put a metal thing right here. It has a nice a HEPA filter built in. Wow. Like I might just wear it, as like a. It's got mustaches on it. Well, yeah. She made one for everybody. You you are wearing it, so. You, you I mean, can't I'm say. just like as a, a, fashion statement. Oh, after all this has passed, I, I'm and- not. I might wait for the corona thing to die down. And, and then, then wear it. And then make it uh, right. Because okay. if I do it now, people won't, they won't, res- they won't appreciate, they won't appreciate it. it. No.
1: No, they won't. You're right. Well, welcome to the show. Dave, you know, how many episodes do you think we've done so far? Like 320? I have no idea. I don't think we've hit 300. Maybe we Is have. Is it not over 300? I have no idea, actually. I, I don't feel like it's been 300. Oh, no, it's over 200. 220. Yeah. We, we
0: blew right through 200 and didn't even pay attention. Right. So, you know, usually we like to make a
1: ceremony of things. I think that we need to, and we'll get we'll get everybody's opinion. Maybe they maybe they won't like this. Ah, it feels good to take off. But maybe we 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 do something different on the show. Okay. Of talk about all right ridiculous things that we used to do as kids. in oh, the first like, segment, I like it. I mean, it has been, you know, two hundred some odd episodes, and we have not talked. We've not told the story of calling the police in church. <laughs>
0: Okay, that was so, awesome. Well, so, kind of. At for, the time I was terrified. We were, we were actually I was scared pre- to death.
1: Pretty scared. So Dave and I, for those who, who don't know, Dave and I have been best friends since we've been five years old. We've lived across the street from each other. We currently live across the street from each other. We've we've grown up together. Our family's yeah, grown up together. Yeah. We went to the same parish. We've, you know, all growing up. So Dave and I have a lot of stories, obviously, growing up. A lot of ridiculous things that both you and I did. Uh before we get into the to the drink, let's Let's tell the story. Okay. Let's tell the story. So, of so calling be- the police. Before
0: we can tell the story, we have to explain because we have a lot of. What's the generation younger than millennials? They have a name. I oh, don't know. Oh, I mean, like, who cares? I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't, whatever. but... Whatever the. Yeah. Whoever you guys are. There used to be this thing. It was called a payphone. And it was like this metal box
1: that you put a quarter in. And you had
0: to put these things called quarters. Uh, this is way before you could, like, uh, Way no, before cell phones. How do you say how, how how do the kids send money these days? Not Vimeo. Uh, uh, Venmo. Venmo. I was like, Vimeo? That's no, not right. Venmo. Venmo. Way before you just Venmo each other right. your your currencies. Correct. Your, your bitcoins or whatever the young kids are trading these days. Yeah. Your Charmin Ultrasoft. Yeah. Um <laughs> and so you could take a quarter, this physical currency, and put it into the phone. And then you would be in a, in essence purchasing a certain number of minutes.
1: Where you could talk on the telephone because cell phones were not a, what, they were not common. Right. So Dave, Dave and I, you know, there's a there's a payphone in the commons of of our church, and we Dave and I don't have any money. We're probably what seven, eight, nine years old somewhere around in there, maybe twelve. Yeah, maybe twelve. I don't know. Somewhere nine, probably yeah, 12. like approaching double around double digits. Sure. So Dave always talked me into doing ridiculous things, and so I'm sitting there and we're taught we're 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 messing with the payphone. We're we're talking about like, man, it'd be nice to have money to make a phone call. Not that we knew anybody's phone number. Or I don't know who we would call. Right. But you talked me into saying like, if you dial nine one one with other numbers around it, it doesn't call.
0: Right. Because well, I thought we can nine one one we can do it because we didn't put any money in it. I right. knew you have to put money in a payphone. Right. And so we dialed 911. I, I dialed 911. I was holding the, the handle. You dialed 911. And I remember you having it and looking at me with this panic in your eyes and said, it's ringing. Yeah. And I said, what? And I grabbed it and put it my, to my ear and I heard it ring and we just, gave it back to you. I, and I and he, hung up. And no, you said, there's a guy talking.
1: Oh, yeah. I did say that.
0: And I said, what? <laughs> and I took it and said, hello. And I remember hearing a guy go, Nine one nine one on emergency. What or nine one one? What's your emergency? And looking at and what, we just went <laughs> click click. And we're like, okay, good. Yeah, and thinking, good. wow, we we got that, that was one. close. And then to our horror and shock, <laughs> the phone started ringing. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Why that? is it ringing? <laughs> Why are we ringing? Surely this is a coincidence. Right. Because for you young people, you actually could call payphones. Every payphone right. had its own number. It's like a, like these other things people used to have called home phones.
1: And at that time, like in the comments area, like I always used to get in trouble. You always used to get in trouble of like being rambunctious or yeah, doing things yeah. in the comments we after were mass. Very rambunctious that we weren't supposed to be doing. And so all of a sudden, the phone's ringing. We're standing next to the 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 phones and my parents and your parents start looking at us right because we're
0: both standing by the phone <laughs> and it's ringing and <laughs> we're both looking out. over at them with these guilty looks on our face right so my dad came and answered the phone and he talked to him for a minute and the whole time i remember just sitting looking up staring at him like
1: oh my gosh and i just remember thinking like i can't what believe is gonna happen they've talked me into doing this <laughs>
0: I can't believe it rang. (laughs) How did it know where we were? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know technology even back then, you know. So, anyway, my dad said, "No, there's no emergency," and I told him, "Like, well, we were calling numbers with
1: 911 in the number in it, and uh, it just started ringing." ringing. Please don't kill me. Yeah, (laughs) I think I totally was. I was very unvirtuous, and I think I just totally threw you under the bus with my like when I was telling my parents it's like Dave basically did it. He forced me to do it. I didn't want to do it. I was trying to talk him out I of it. I told him not to. I was wanting to go pray the rosary and right. he was like, no, let's go dial nine one one. I was like,
0: let's go get some more holy water and right. you were like, no, let's dial nine one one and um you know, stuff. Anyway.
1: So there's there's a nine one one story for you.
0: Next time we'll have to tell the story about how I
1: caught the line driving T ball. I was gonna, I was gonna say, like we have T-ball stories, we have small faith group stories, we have yeah. a lot of different stories growing up. We can do this, so but let we don't have very much more time. Let's talk about the drink that we are receiving. We are drinking. Man, what is it? Because I'm not familiar with it. Well, Yamato, it, Yama, I, Yamato, Yamato, Yamato. So I, I decided, like we had a whiskey. Do you we, read Japanese? So you probably I do. you weren't reading I'm the almost, English. No, I'm, I'm. Al- you were reading the, I the basically Japanese speak and read Japanese. Yeah, because Yamato. I basically, do it. There,
0: that's it's me speaking Japanese when right. I say that. That's Japanese, right? Mitsubishi. Um,
1: so I th- like I decided <laughs> I decided we had a Japanese whiskey last week with Andrew Pudawal, and I thought, hey, it'd be good to kind of piggyback off of that, yeah, and uh, have another Japanese whiskey. So I'm not actually all familiar with with this uh, whiskey because there wasn't a whole lot of reviews on it. Uh, okay. People were were talking about it potentially not being an actual whiskey. That it, because it may not be aged long enough, I don't know. So it's not bonded. It's not. It's definitely not bonded. Yeah, because the the one
0: we had before was only two years old. Right. But this is a, this is. Oh, a, but to be a, like a, whiskey, sm- it has to be like a couple.
1: I mean, it only has to be like a couple months or something, right? I well, mean, this one is a small. It's a, it's small batch, um, and I I poured a little glass for Haley as we were waiting for you, and I asked her what she she thought, and she actually she said this is just very very good. It's um, very smooth, very easy to drink, very drinkable. Yeah. Uh, If you like bourbon, I feel like this is a, in fact, it reminds me, actually, of a Buffalo Trace type of bourbon. See, when I took my
0: first sip a second ago, I said, wow, that's the smokiest whiskey I've ever had. And then I realized Juan was smoking his pipe right next to me, Mm. (laughs) and so
1: I thought, oh, Maybe I should give it another shake. Yeah. It's it's very bourbonesque. A lot of a lot of wood, a lot of bur- like the 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 bourbon taste. Yeah. It uh, does
0: have a lot of that bourbon kind of the honey.
1: Yeah. Uh van- vanilla a little vanilla bit. and honey, yeah, exactly. Um so it, it it's very good. It's very drinkable. It's it's not a super long finish, but uh and see I, they spell it just S K Y. Yeah. That's interesting. Not S K E Y. Right. Which I think uh, most Japanese whiskies go with just the uh, SKY. It's uh, from the same distill uh, distiller, the uh, Ako. Okay, I don't that, know that, from the last from last week as well. Okay, um, so anyway, it's forty percent ABV. Uh, it's a very very drinkable whiskey. So
0: the uh, tariffs that were put on Scotch, that was just Scott, Scotland, or was it all whiskey? I mean, so is there a tariff now on Japanese whiskey and think, Irish whiskey? I think there's
1: Irish, at least Irish whiskey. You know what? I don't, I don't know all the... Because I wonder if that's going to make the ins
0: and outs. certain...
1: I know that Lafroig...
0: Lefroy is now 60 bucks,
1: $60. Like, when we first started it's the Catholic Man Show... $15. Mancho, yeah, when we first started the Catholic Man Show, I remember getting Lefroy at like 45 bucks, $42, my friend. Yeah, Forty, $42. 42. Right. I mean, that
0: was a good price, but still... I, I regularly was buying it at
1: 42 And now it's at 60 I, sh- I took a picture yeah, of it. Yeah, you sent it to me. I couldn't believe that it was. At, and, at the place in town that usually has good prices. And Lagavulin 16 is at 100 bucks. Yeah. When we first started, like, that was the expensive one at $65. It's like, uh, okay, yeah, I'll do it once. But, yeah, whiskey prices have been going up. This is very drinkable, though. Yeah, it's not my favorite, but it's you're right. It's very drinkable,
0: it's it's a nice, I, it's and a nice I,
1: trip. I think it was about uh, 35, okay. 35 bucks. All right, that's good. I like that. When we, jump, when we get back, we're going to jump into the gear. We actually have a man gear today. Nice. So we'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Everybody, come see how good I look. This is Adam Minahan. Show off the show the mustache. Do you like toilet. that?
1: One, yeah. can we do can we do something? To can we show? can we hit him with the mustache it's, cam? Do it, we do we have we the mustache are, oh, cam? Remember whenever you up? did the, the mustache cam? Yeah. If you guys are, are just listening on the radio or uh, podcast, make sure you go to our YouTube page. It's way more fun on YouTube. Cause things cause, things, are, things are more fun there we on Facebook. Juan gave a story uh, in between segments that you won't be able to hear unless you, you subscribe to our YouTube channel. So make sure you do that. Uh, so, Dave, Pamela is doing well. She's, she's going well. to be giving birth in a few months, a yeah, couple she's months. Just, she's just radiant. Let's see. What is this? April? So, May? Is so it two months? Yeah, two months. Two months away, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, hopefully, on my birthday. Could that'd be. be great. Yep. Uh, due day is June 5th, but. Oh, it is. Uh, you I
0: know. Thought it, I thought it was June first. I, I think that, no. uh-uh. Huh. Oh, okay. No, June fifth. June fifth. But I think babies, you know, are rarely born on the actual date. on the due actual due date. date. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be talking about adoration today. I we've had several. I like
0: I like adoration. But first, we're going to talk about a man gear.
1: Sure, sure, sure. We've had a lot of people. A- we've had several people ask about adoration because yeah. we've talked about adoration before. Um, yeah. Uh, on their on our show in stuff in, with stuff right casually look at that stash look at that stash that is like oh yeah that is like six weeks worth flex it out you're like
0: mm. no like this you go mm. oh mm. yeah that's yeah. pretty good
1: uh but but before we we talk about
0: nice here you want to put this on this might no help, no no this might help your mustache no, no. It, looks no, ad- it looks better it this looks better if you actually put this
1: on uh so we're gonna talk about adoration today it's uh, but before we do, we're gonna we're we're gonna jump into the actual man gear. If this is one of your first times to listen to the Catholic Man Show, we typically have a drink, we talk about a gear, and then we talk about a topic. Historically, that is what we do. We've been deviating from. We it. We don't
0: always do it,
1: right? But it's still that's still the format, right? It's still the format. We reserve the right to what's our show? Do whatever, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can do whatever show. we want, right? Uh, so this week our our gear is called Candle by the Hour. It's uh, it's a candle,
0: it's very cool, but
1: it's very cool because uh, it's great for your domestic church life. You know, we're trying to come up with ways. Sp- speaking of which, go follow us on our social medias because we've been posting a lot of things of like things to do on yeah. uh, the domestic, you know, while you're home, while you're quarantined, how to build up the domestic church. Uh, on Patreon right now, we've we're re- writing a 10 part series on building up the domestic church with our wives that you would be able to have access to, but. One of the things about the candle by the hour that I really like is that uh, it gives the kids a, a meter of how much longer prayer is going to be, specifically the rosary. So, Dave, why don't you describe it, and then we'll give the okay. hi- a little bit of history, and then we'll, and then we'll, we'll jump in.
0: Okay, so w- what we have here is uh, a, a candle... If you just imagine a candle uh, that you might put in like a candle holder, right? Okay. Except it's really, it's kind of skinny and this candle is flexible. It's coiled. It's coiled and it's, yeah, it's just coiled up and it's, you can just move it around. Um, it doesn't break. It's typically these 100% are made of beeswax, beeswax right? right? So it's more flexible and there's a, I don't know, kind of a clamp here at the top and you pull how much you want to burn through the clamp and then that you let the clamp go and it Kind of pinches the candle, and when the candle burns down to the clamp, however much you've pulled through, it will just go out all by
1: itself. Right. So it it, it used to be called a a cording candle. Yes. So what used or to... or ha- accorded? Oh, don't don't. don't I was, we have wax in, in the middle there. Don't don't. I was going to light it. Light oh, okay. It. Juan has the lighter. So what what used to happen was. Uh, in the between the 16th and 18th centuries courting candles traditionally used during the courtship of young women by a suitor where the suitor would know that it was time to say his goodbyes after the candle had burned to the metal clip or the base. So what would happen was as they were he was over at the house, the, you know the, the person he was trying to court the woman he was trying to court, young lady. Yes. Uh, I would assume either the fob, fa- I would assume the father. The dad,
0: the father would decide how how big the candle was right. depending on how much he liked you as a suitor for his daughter.
1: So he he would uh, pull it how how obviously the further he pulled it, the longer he, yeah, would, I mean, he would have. It,
0: originally it was not in this design. Uh but they were they were also called corded candles because they would take three candles kind of and braid them together. Mm. And so they form a cord and so he would cut off a piece you know, and give it to you. And okay. that's how long you got. I mean, they didn't have this contraption right. here originally. And so that's kind of the the tradition behind them. They weren't just used for courting. You know, okay. they would have been used for other things around the house. Uh, but it was like you'd braid them together and you have them like hanging somewhere and like, oh, hey, we need a candle for, you know, if company over, just go clip off however much you think you're going to need. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, there there is that element, which is kind of, Kind of interesting. It Kind of a cool history. Anytime like, that courtship is involved, it gives something, I don't know, the history of something is kind of cooler, I think. Yeah, you know, I agree. that Like, hey, this used to be part of culture, how they would get married. Right. Um, because marriage ultimately is like our whole culture, right. our, our society. So uh, they're very, very cool. We've had one for a long time. It lasts a long time. Yeah, we've had one for on over a year. It depends on how much you use it. You know,
1: some people will use these every day. Um, we, we use ours pretty frequently. So ours... What happens is, is like basically about three inches equals an hour, and so if basically three
0: inches it, equals an hour, mm-hmm. Yes. So an inch is fifteen minutes. It's it's
1: so about inch is roughly about fifteen. minutes. I mean, yeah, give or take. So what we do for the rosary <clears throat> is, you know, when we, when you're playing praying the rosary and you have little kids, what happens is you get interrupted quite a bit, specifically in the second or third mystery of how much longer do we have? Are we almost done? Are we almost done? You know, how much longer? Yeah, and so what we what we've done is we'll we'll pull about an inch up, and we'll light it, and we'll pray the rosary together as a family, and the kids. One, anytime you involve fire in right. the domestic church, it's yeah. always a bit, always can, a bonus. You can
0: take turns who gets to light it, you know.
1: Except for what happened today, which by the way, I need to tell you about Luke, uh, blo- <laughs> almost making a bomb today. Uh, but I hear he did make. He a bomb actually today. did make a bomb today. Um, but so anytime you add fire in prayer, is always a good thing. You know, it's always good to keep the kids engaged. Surely. And it works for me too. It, it does work for me as well, yes. Right. and But what they can do is they can judge. It's a meter for them to, to know how much longer the rosary is going to be. Right. So there, there's no more they asking questions mm-hmm. of how much longer it's going to be. Like, no, you can obviously see we still have more decades to go. Because especially like Anna, who is, she just turned three, she doesn't have the yeah, concept yeah. of five. Like she doesn't know, oh, there's five decades.
0: Or we're on... We're on this decade, right?
1: So she can see, like, we're still halfway through, or like, oh, we're almost done, right? Um, And so it's really good as a as a meter to 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 showcase your your younger kids uh, how much further you have in in prayer life. Yeah, that's that's what we typically use it for. And it's
0: it's a candle that is also just going to last a long time. It is the re- well, the, the refills beeswax, the the, be,
1: the beeswax typically is it and a,
0: they're not expensive the refills are not very expensive
1: I'm not sure what the refills are but the whole contraption on Amazon right now I'm looking at it is on sale for twenty four fifty two. yeah twenty five bucks twenty five think bucks. I think the refills are like ten dollars
0: so uh, and it well, lasts well, it lasts a long time and well, it's solid beeswax you know
1: we'll add uh add this to our our show notes by the way Dave guess what we're doing this week starting this week on oh, our show notes Holy Week. Yes, we are doing. But I'm t- I said I, I. gave a caveat on our show notes. Oh, I don't know. I decisions were made. Yeah, we are. Uh, we have transcripts for our shows now. The whole, the whole the thing. The whole thing. We have transcripts for our show. Can they? Can they handle us? Like, well, we'll it, see. We, so- we'll I'm, see how that goes. I presume it's software. It is software. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I'm gonna. Uh, you I'm can gonna go- try to say ridiculous i'm gonna things. try to
0: th- try to think of things to say that i think might confuse the software like if i say mary mac's mother is making mary mac marry me and my mother's making me marry mary mac i wonder what it would
1: say yes okay so anyway what what you guys have one of these candles yeah what do you guys use it for?
0: Uh, we just use it for various. We use it for various things. Okay. Uh, but we keep ours in the living room. So if we're going to say a pr- if we're going to pray in the living room, we'll light it sometimes. You know, when we remember, mm-hmm. um, like last Friday we were doing Stations of the Cross, so we lit it. Yep. Lighting a candle
1: adds like a,
0: the ambiance. an element of of wonder. You know, an element right. of uh, mysticality.
1: Mysticality—that'll mm-hmm. catch the software for yeah, sure. Exactly. You didn't have to try. It's it's easy for it's me. It's easy for yeah. me. <laughs> but it does. It you're right. It does. It adds a, a sense of awe, sense of wonder, sense of you know. It, it's mesmerizing. uh it, it focuses. I I don't know. like kind of shuts out everything else. If you sit there and stare at a at a flame, you kind of tune out everything else.
0: Yeah, it is weird. fires but it's hypnotic.
1: We we've. Uh, I've been lighting it, um, watching the mass, and it kind of
0: smells good. The beeswax has a kind of a nice smell. It's not, it's not a f- like a f- uh, fragrance. So the candles they have a nice fresh scent. They're not going to overpower your house with, you know, they're not going to f- cram it full of flowery smells or right. whatever. Even though I do like the smell of vanilla candles, I think all men I think they did. Didn't they do it? Didn't you tell me that they did? Like yeah, some they survey? Did. Yeah.
1: And all men like vanilla Can't They did it for
0: women, too. The most popular scent for women was pumpkin pie. No kidding? Yeah. Out of- you think that would be the men. Like, uh, I, I totally get down to pumpkin pie. Hmm. So my wife is asking me, after Exodus, what do you want? I said,
1: apple pie. That's what you want? Yeah. Dude, we made those cookies. Tyler, Tyler sent us those yeah, cookies from yeah. the camp out. Okay, all men who went to the camp out, they know they had the best cookies they've ever had in their whole life. The chocolate yeah. chip cookies from Tyler McKee in Houston. He sent us the freaking cookie dough to our house. Like vacuum sealed in these. Vacuum sealed, and now I'm going to be it. And now we, we cooked some of them. Uh, but when we get back, how they going to continue. How'd with- they come out? Phenomenal. When we get back, we're going to keep good. talking about it. From the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. This has been a weird episode. If you're tuning in on, on YouTube, you understand why it's so weird. If you're listening via radio or podcast, you potentially have no idea. That's okay. And That's okay. But you did miss out on the one story, which is pretty good. Yeah. So we're going to talk about, well, I'm sorry, we're drinking a little bit of uh, Japanese whiskey. It's a... Single uh, uh, small batch. I'm sorry, I was about to say single barrel, but it's small batch. Yamoto, Yamoto, Yamato, Yamato. Yamato. You don't
0: speak Japanese. Well,
1: what happened was is there was a smudge right there from uh the whiskey, and I I oh. was reading the the tale. I of, do see that smudge, yeah, yeah. and I, I mispronounced it. It does look that. like an L, yeah, You're right. Um, and we just talk, talked about the candle by the hour, which was a great um. Man, gear for the domestic church, especially increasing your prayer life as a family. Totally. But... Just having cool candles. Uh, You can't it's pass kind of on cool what candle. you don't have. Yeah. And by passing on the example of a prayer life for a dad, it's very hard to do if you don't have one. And, you know, prayer is all about... yeah you know, the relationship of, of you with the divine. And in order to have that relationship, you have to be in communication. And one of the beautiful things that the church has given us over the years, it's been a development of doctrine, is uh, the uh, adoration. Mm-hmm. Um, adoring the Eucharist. Yeah, the
0: exposition of the Blessed Sacrament.
1: Right. Um, and we have the heretics to thank. For the being the catalyst of the development of this doctrine, as most like like so much, as most of the the development the of great doctrines.
0: councils, you know, were all right. in response to heresy.
1: So here's something that I found out that I did not know about. Maybe you knew about this. Tell me if you did. Okay. There was a, 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 it's called uh, fermentum. Do you know what fermentum is? No. Okay. So back in sounds delicious. A, a long time ago, a long time ago, when when Christianity was first starting. Uh, and bishops were being made, you know, Christianity was starting to spread, and about 120 is, is, is about as far back as it goes that we know of, but there was the rite of fermentum, which was taking a particle of the Eucharistic bread and transporting it from one bishop to a, another diocese to give to the, to the new bishop. And so it was an a, a act of, here is, you are now part of the church. It was an act of unity, and so, what the the bishop would do, who received it, the bishop would receive it, and they would consume it in the next solemn high mass as a token of unity between the churches. And it was viewed not as a symbol, but as a reality. So that because we're all part of the body of Christ, Christianity was was spreading at that time. Bishops were being made in order to show, in reality, that we are all part of the body of Christ. The the bishops, you know, that were already established would break off a eucharistic a piece of the Eucharistic bread and transport over to a new diocese to give to the new or newly ordained bishop who would I like it. then consume the bread.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Uh, and I think it's important to remember, though, that it was viewed as a reality and not just a symbol of this, of, of being actually part of the, of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. I'd never heard of that before. Had you?
0: No. I have not.
1: Okay, so uh, as time has is progressing throughout Christianity, you know, hermits were were part of uh, the discipline of, of of the church, and I found out also. I always kind of assumed that most hermits were priests, but mm, at the I beginning, don't think so, no, most hermits were not.
0: I think they were like lay brothers,
1: right? Exactly, like at Clear Creek. Yeah. Uh, not. I mean, like a monk who's like, not a priest. Who's yeah. not a priest? And so, what would happen was priests would come and take eucharistic bread to these hermits but they would give them enough not just for one sunday or something like that but give them a substantial amount oh really and so these hermits would take it in their cave and they would consume some of it and then they would uh, place it you know at a, at a the most reverent part in their cave but they would always take it with them as they moved around uh you know to go do their work or whatever in fear of you know rats or thieves or something whatever. like that taking it yeah and so this idea of moving around the the sac, the sacrament of the Eucharist they were it was so special that they had to make sure that it was always close to them, uh, which I thought was always. But they always knew that because the the Eucharist was there, which was body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ, that this has now become a holy place. Nice. So this was kind of like the very beginning stages of uh-huh. Eucharistic adoration. I mean, you can kind of see how this yeah, is yeah. starting to take take form. Uh, and then what happened was as mona- uh, monastic life changed and it became more of a communal aspect not just a like a solid solidarity aspect you know it's not just me but a communal life uh the the Eucharist would be uh taken on voyage monks would take it with them as they worked and one of the one of the things that happened was at S- saint basil uh one of the first ideas of oh the candles just went out one of the first ideas of the Eucharistic adoration was St. Basil would uh, the consecrate Great. the bread. This is St.
0: Basil the Great? Yeah, I think so. 3.79 is...
1: Okay. Um, he, and he would break it into three pieces. One would be for him to consume, the other would be for his brothers to consume, and the one he'd place above the, the altar in reverence. And so, again, this was another uh, form of adoration taking place. Well, at the turn, at the turn of the century, in, in, in about one thousand, there was a uh, an archdeacon named Berigarius. Okay. Roughly, I mean, I don't know who publicly denied Christ uh, was really and physically present under the species of bread and wine. Stupid. That's a stupid thing. That's to do. That's a bad thing to do. It's so, just you're just an idiot. So, so Pope, uh, Pope Gregory the Seventh ordered that he signed a retraction and he made a statement basically saying like no 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 this is the body blood soul and divinity and he kind of formulated the development of doctrine of the eucharist you know this is the, the bishop bo- did yeah yeah okay. oh, no, no no the pope the uh, pope gregory the 7th the oh, okay yeah so this is the body blood soul and divinity of christ it's not just the body it's not just the blood it's not just jesus the soul, as the right. man it's it's jesus body blood soul and divinity the whole
0: person everything everything he's got
1: right and so what happened was is because this You know, He made this declaration, basically what a Eucharistic renaissance happened throughout Europe, and everybody started taking Eucharistic processions, there were, you know... uh, Yeah, because I can see how that would... They're they're basically fighting, basically, oh, the Eucharist isn't all of Jesus, and so they said, no, 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 it is, and basically how that, you know, the pendulum swings and they say, no, 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 no," because uh, he's saying, no, we're going to do this even more. Right, but I could see how
0: defining it in that way... Uh, for the lay, you know, for the faithful, would be so uh, such a gift, because you know they might, you know, know oh yes, you know we're receiving. Jesus said this is my body, you know, and we receive him, whatever. But then to have it defined that way—the body, blood, soul, and divinity—it's like wow, I never thought about those other parts. You know, I could see how right many people just hadn't, who you know didn't have a life dedicated to philosophy or whatever just maybe we not maybe have you know, thought like it. yeah like, wow this really changes the game for them in that it, now we have this great definition right definitions it, are big are, are important yeah and
1: so it was no surprise that in the 13th century they they had the uh feast of corpus christi they installed the feast of corpus christi mm. which you know po- uh pope gosh pope urban uh the ninth uh, uh see a big uh, fan of the cities i can't remember no, he was more of a rural guy. He was guy. a country guy. That's yeah. what I'm th- That's right. Yep. That's right. Uh, but he, he commissioned St. Thomas Aquinas to compose a lot of the Liturgy of the Hours uh, prayers, which, you know, the... the I wish the I could have commissioned
0: Thomas Aquinas to do something. I would
1: have I commissioned him to do so many like, more things. Like a
0: lot of stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, And so it was very interesting, though, that during during this time, Schalact, uh, the theologians would, would were debating whether a person in the state of mortal sin... Could worthily gaze upon the Eucharist, mm. which I think is you know I could see that being more, yeah, uh, something you haven't discussed. Right, we should discuss. We it. should discuss this, and this is something that I've heard other guys talk about. You know, I'm in the state of mortal sin. Should I be praying? Should I you know go to you the adoration? Uh, you know, is it even worth my time to do so?
0: Yeah, am I wasting my time? Am I
1: wasting my time because I've cut off? I'm cut off from the yeah, graces? Yeah, there's one thing
0: like, is it disrespectful for me to be there? And then a separate question is, am I wasting my time in doing it?
1: Right. So the theologians uh, the came to the no conclusion. answer is no to both of those questions. Right. So they, they came to the conclusion that it was uh, not only permissible, but praiseworthy that if done in, in reverent intention, it was likely to obtain for the sinner the grace of true contrition, mm. which is what you need to get back into the state of the grace. Yeah, that's a good one. And so they said, no, no, no. Not only is it acceptable but it's praiseworthy to do so so if you're in yeah, the state of mortal like sin and you can't get to confession for whatever reason but in your diocese baby adoration is happening still go to adoration totally because it could help you prepare to have a true heart of contrition right
0: always go to adoration
1: yes i agree yeah. uh so there's five graces uh that oh, uh, some of the church fathers have said about about holy eucharist okay which kind of Help us talk about adoration. Yeah. Uh, spiritual peace. Totally. Uh, forgiveness and healing. Okay. Transforming in His image, becoming you know not my will but Your will. Yeah. Uh, unity within the mystical body, all the angels and saints, yeah. all all everybody, and then uh, everlasting life. And many Ooh, these, I like the last one. The, the last one's the best Ooh. one. Yeah, and many of these graces are also present through uh, other type of liturgies, as far as like adoration, like we talked about, not yeah. just in the mass. Uh, but so Saint John Chrysostom spoke of the joy of consolation, and he hoped uh, the hope that comes from the reverence of the sacrament. This is really cool. It's one sentence. I I, I really like it. it says. When you see the body of Christ exposed, say to yourself, Thanks to this body, I am no longer dust and ashes. I am no more captive but a free man. Hence, I hope to obtain heaven and the good things that are in store for me, eternal life, the heritage of the angels, and the companionship of Christ. Nice. So, now that we kind of have a little bit of background, maybe we can just talk about what we do in adoration. Sure, sure. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So, raise your glass.
0: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We have the Mr. Producer Man, Juan Posada, on the button machine. Tune in next week, guys, because we've got some more upgrades coming for you. I can't wait. I'm so excited. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be sweet. Yes. Thank you for all... I am going to say thank you to all our supporters for making this show possible. Brought to you by Adam's Extra Bedroom.
1: Oh, I didn't know where you were going with
0: that. <laughs> Called the studio. <laughs> yes. Thank you for not having yet so many children where this bedroom was necessary
1: for... For my children. For kids. Yes. <laughs> I'm can't, so, I am can't someday wait. Someday maybe. Someday and, maybe. And, 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 but... We we have but big upgrades, maybe. big upgrade, upgrades coming this week yeah. for the studio. Because if
0: you put a kid in here, where are we going to put the humidor? I mean, just Every, think about that. Ridiculous. Think they about don't that. They have
1: to share a room. They need to share a room. Think about that. They need to sacrifice a little bit. Right.
0: And where would we smoke our pipes?
1: Right. I mean, we bought these filters.
0: I'm just saying. I agree. I'm I'm just 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 saying. I agree with you. Anyway, so um, we're talking about adoration. Yes. I'm really glad that uh, you chose this topic today, Adam, because adoration is something I'm very fond of. It's very close to my heart, the particular uh, devotion mm-hmm. uh, to praying before our Lord in the Blessed, spa- in the blessed Sacrament. And just the, uh, I just think there's so much dignity in exposing the Lord this way. You put him in the monstrance. I just recently learned like the cool old school word for monstrance lunar. No, it's not the lunar. That's the moon. It's something else. It's like something Dory adab, of or something. But anyway, it's a cool word. It's a cooler way. It's like if you want to be more hip, like more hipster in your Catholicism. That's what you go with. You know, it's like, oh, pff, monstrance. Yeah. You, I use this other word because it's older, you know. So anyway, uh, hopefully in your diocese, adoration is still going on. It's not going on in e- everywhere in all dioceses, like even here in our diocese, some places have had to close it down, other places have not right Our parish has not we're doing it in the main sanctuary mm-hmm. um so it gives it more room so there's a lot of space for you to spread out, you know, right. and I think that works great uh now, some churches might not have a space where right. people could be spread out you know and, that, and that, I get that, but um hopefully there is a place in your diocese where you can go to adoration. If you had an adoration hour and your church cancels your adoration hour, your adoration hour is not canceled if you can go somewhere else, you know, reasonably speaking. Um because your your date was with Jesus, not necessarily at a place. I mean, you had a certain time to fulfill. So I'm just would like to encourage you to
1: continue.
0: Yeah, uh show up for your adoration hour, even if it's somewhere else. Okay. You know, I think that that'd be a good thing to do. Um, just, we just need to stay connected in these times. But I go, I have a, a Monday and a Friday adoration hour. And one thing that I have started doing lately, which uh, has worked out really, really awesome and can work out great for you if you have children about this age, but I have small children. My oldest is about to be five and I, the first day of the, the first adoration hour of the month, I take one of them with me. Have, it's five o'clock on Monday. And so we'll go to adoration together and then we'll go out to out to dinner together. So just me and I take one at a time.
1: Oh, nice. So it's a little date. So it's night. a date. Yeah.
0: It's, a, it's a, You know, so we'll go to adoration and then go out to eat get Just, Brahms ice cream yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll let I let them pick. Like where do you want to go cuz they don't But you plant the seed. Well, they're not going to pick, you know, like mahogany or right. some But you want ice cream. Yeah, the, they're probably going to pick Chick-fil-A. Yeah. That's, you know, that's my boy's go I'm too. fine with that. Yeah. So, um I have really really enjoyed it and they ask me, "When when is it when are we uh, when that's is it going to be my idea. turn to do it, to do again?" And you know, they are small, so you kind of have to you know, you if you have an adoration hour with somebody and they're kind of crotchety. They might not like your two-year-old being in adoration because it's very difficult for them to stay quiet right. for a whole hour. So either, you know, like maybe you don't go for the whole hour. To, if, if you have a two-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they're not old enough. Just, you know, see how it is. But uh, okay. it, that has just been awesome. I've really enjoyed that because it's teaching them to love going to adoration out, Adoration with me, you mm-hmm. know, and they get to see me praying. Right. There's just, it's a... So many. It's good on so many levels.
1: Okay, so outside of that, when you're going to your regular adoration hour mm-hmm. by yourself, yeah, what do you do? Because I know a lot of guys are asking, like, okay, I get it, I should spend time with Jesus, yeah. What the heck do I do? It's an hour long. I don't have to, you know. It's not like liturgical, so it's not like I'm do I'm I'm participating in a specific uh, regiment or rudimentary acts, I guess.
0: Ostensorium. Margot Googled it. That's the word for monstrance. Okay. Austen, focus. Ostensorium. Focus Isn't that a much cooler word? That is, that is very cool. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're, we're beholding Jesus in the ostensorium. Anyway, uh, so here, I'm going to give you two answers to your question about what I do in adoration. I'm going to give you the answer about what I actually do and then what I would like to do. Like, okay. Here's what my adoration hour looks like. Here's what I wish it looked like. Okay. I come in. I uh, pray the rosary. But before I do that, I just like take a few seconds and you be like, "Hey Jesus, what's up?" You know, before Hey Jesus, what's up? Yeah, you know, like I just say hi. Okay. You know, uh I I because I I used to just come in, boom, start praying the rosary, and I realized like coming in, I'm not even acknowledging him. I'm coming here to be in his presence, mm-hmm. and I didn't even say hello. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus is a person. Right. So we should say hello to him. If you were there and I was coming to visit you, I wouldn't do that you, to like, you. You like walk
1: in and just start talking without acknowledging Hello. Right,
0: yeah, or like, just, you know, sitting down to eat. If like okay, I was coming I over it. to eat, you know, I wouldn't come in and just sit down at the table and start eating. Right. Okay. Well, I was here to eat, right. you know. So, yes, yeah, I, I sit down, say hello, I pray the rosary, and then I will very often read. Well, actually, during now it's been Exodus 90. I've been doing my 20, 20 minutes of silent prayer. Mm-hmm. So by the time I come in, say hello, say the rosary, 20 minutes of prayer, that only left me about 10 minutes to read. So my reading has really slowed down. Sure. Um, But I actually think that that is a better, makes for a better adoration hour. Because otherwise it's more of like, what am I, how much, I'm here just to read, you know? And it really should be, if you're going to read an adoration, you should be reading something that only is like the launching point for your contemplative time together with Christ. Because you really should be in this dialogue, I mean that's mm-hmm. like the that's the better form of prayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing uh, sacred. Reading is good, and it's good to do that in front of in front of Jesus. I kind of have different, you know. It's like, is it okay to smoke a cigar while you pray? No, but it's okay, But it's a great to pray while you smoke a cigar. Okay, so if this is like your one adoration hour, don't spend your time just reading all the time. Mm -hmm. But if you are going to be doing reading, go do it in adoration. That's great. You see the difference there, sure. You know, like,
1: yeah. And that was something that when I first started adoration, I I was trying to get through a bunch of things. It's like, okay, I want to do the check this out. This is uh, my only time where I I can do the rosary, and then I want to do the Divine Mercy, and then I want to make sure I read the Gospels, and then I want to, you know, I was like had this regiment, and then I realized, no, I'm here to be with Jesus. And so when I go into adoration now, I have zero plans, most of the time I start out five, ten minutes of just gathering myself, my, 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 like my interior, I I try to interior, interiorly silence myself, quiet myself. Okay. And then, uh, maybe I start praying the rosary. Maybe I don't. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I very rarely finish the rosary in adoration because what ends up happening is, is I'll start praying it. And then it'll trigger something, some kind of meditation, some kind of idea, or something that I wanted to focus on, or I don't know, something that maybe Christ wanted me to focus on. Yeah. yeah. And one of the one of the deacons here in in, in our diocese, I was telling him like I really struggle with adoration and like what I should do, and he said, "Why? You're there to spend with do Christ. anything. Yeah. Do, do, like you're there to waste time. Do with anything Christ. and do nothing. And do yeah. And so if he leads you somewhere in your meditation, you shouldn't take that away you shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't block that off and so he said if you're praying the Rosary and in in your prayer you are taken to this idea of you know of, of deeper meditation don't feel like that you have to continue praying the Rosary mm-hmm. go do fall deeper into this meditation of whatever the mystery it is or whatever you're you're thinking about and so I for me personally, possibly possibly because,
0: because also if you're easily distracted, that, you know, demons could just say, oh, hey, if he starts praying the rosary, just tempt, just put, pop this idea in his head sure. and he will bite every time. Sure. You know, I've heard it said that if, if you have a distraction in prayer, acknowledge it and put it away. Right. And go back. If it happens again, name it and put it away. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, rice farmers. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, rice farmers. Okay, and go back to praying. If it comes back again, you just say, okay, yes. I'm being distracted by these thoughts of rice farmers and put it away. If it happens a third time, then you stop what you're doing to pray. But only if you've acknowledged it twice and kind of tried to put it away.
1: There's a there's a story that said like you know a farmer went to adoration every single day and people were asking him, like what do you do in adoration because I do nothing but I look at him and he looks at me. Yeah,
0: the something of cure um, of, of ours, the cure of cure yeah. of ours, and so something like
1: uh, that. A lot of times I try to take that mentality of. I just sit there in His presence, mm-hmm. and uh, and look at Him, knowing that He's looking at me. Yeah. And when I walk in there, I try to mentally prepare and, and think like He has waited two thousand years for this moment to spend with me. Yeah, it's He pretty is. Powerful. He has waited for this moment to spend with me, mm-hmm. and so I should I should take uh, take advantage of this because He wants to give us all these graces. He wants to give us these things. And so, yeah. speaking
0: uh, of graces, there is a plenary indulgence offered by the Church. For 30 minutes spent before the Blessed Sacrament
1: Nice It's just really good Adoration is so good to calm your senses To, to you know, God speaks in silence uh, Cardinal Seurat, the power of silence in his book He talks all about that That's a huge benefit to the church You should go check that out if you want to learn more about silence um, But it's just, it'll increase your prayer life
0: In such a good way The yeah. best way, really We're on the Lord's team. The winning side.
1: So raise your glass. And cheers
0: to Jesus.